Hello and welcome to a new episode, a slightly special edition episode actually, of the Stereo Chronicles. I'm Sean Smith and I'm joined by the man who's so far south he's not even part of the mainland UK, James Montgomery. Well, hello there. Thank you for having me on the show today. May I say what a pleasure it is for you to have me here. Yes, always mate, always. Um, <laughs> right, Monty, my former team boss at, uh, at University oh, of Hertfordshire. We have... Um, God, yeah, I was, wasn't I? You were. <laughs> We have a, a very topical topic today, and that is to do with a uh, Formula student, which is, for those who don't know, uh, the university's collective racing, well, it's not even racing, it's uh, build, build, build it's an engineering contest. Exists. It's an engineering it contest, that's exactly what it is. It is. So mm. we're going to be talking about that today because um, you've been doing some marshalling, and, or not marshalling, what's it called? Judging. Marshalling? Judging. Thank you. Ju judging. Judging. And, yes, uh, judging. Yeah. And apparently, yeah. apparently, we did quite well as our as our, <laughs> as our collective University of Hertfordshire. Uh, Hertfordshire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as as uh, alumni of uh, Hertfordshire, I must say I'm uh, very proud uh, to see how well uh, the university has done this year. It's been their best result in uh, a long, 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 long time, and uh, I believe overall they actually won it this year. So first things first, Hertfordshire. Big congratulations to you guys. You did a stonking job. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. I say all. There's only us two, but yep. us two can agree on that. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's compared to you know to, to some some other years. Yeah, we did, did a really good job. So today there's a little bit of a sort of tribute and special edition. We're going to be talking about uh, FS in general, University of Hertfordshire, and how we've done, and basically basically what your uh, your your because it was um, a different year to, to normal at FS. So. Yeah, just sort of discuss, oh, discussing the event. So, um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's a complete fair point. There, it's. Uh, I think for everyone this year, it's been very unique. Thank you, COVID. Big th uh, double thumbs up to you for that one. Um, but I guess just to start off with, let's uh, give a, a bit of context as to what Formula students are like, just uh, for the audience uh, benefit here. So, uh, Formula students, or FSAE, uh, and it's a proper acronym. So, uh, officially, it is an engineering contest, uh, but a lot of people do see it as racing. It's part racing, a lot of it's to do with engineering, but essentially uh, the idea of it is it's a competition for universities uh, to compete against each other. Uh, the consensus is that during a term time a uh, team uh, as part of a university group have essentially nine months to design, build and then go and race this racing car against um, other universities uh, at a particular track. Uh, the contest is run over three to four days in normal circumstances uh, where um, the teams are put under a variety of static and dynamic events. Uh, I believe there's about a thousand points in total uh, to be had or to score over these four days. 60% uh, of these points are made from the dynamic events, so this is stuff to do with uh, skid pad testing, a hundred meter drag strip race. Uh, sprint events to see who can do the quickest time, uh, and a and I use inverted commas here endurance event as mm -hmm. the grand finale for the car. I say it's with inverted commas because the endurance is only 22 kilometers long, which uh, I'm sure as many people have watched Le Mans 24 Hours and mm -hmm. stuff like that. 22 kilometers sounds like. Um, can we lot. swear on here? Uh... Okay, it. right. It, 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 okay, it sounds like a piece of piss. But um, <laughs> uh, when when we're uh, bearing in mind that uh, these cars have been designed and built by a group of university students, uh, th this is kind of uh, Apollo 
13 <laughs> standards we're, we're talking about here where, when we're trying to get these things to the finish. Yeah. I think first, then the other 40% of the... Oops, sorry. I was going to say, first, first thing first, when, it, when people say a race, former student, you never see uh, like a whole bunch of 20, 30 cars on track at once. Um, it's very much a, um, a sort of single time trial sort of thing of which cars can sometimes be on the same bit, bit of tarmac, but it's not a set grid race like you see in F1, for example. Um, it's, mm, correct. Yeah, it's very much a sprint format, isn't it? Yeah. Autocross, I figure. Yeah. Similar. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Yeah, autocross. So, uh, as I say, the, the big emphasis on here is it's not a racing contest. It is very much for the engineering. Obviously, we want to see the cars in action and see how well they can go, but they, they actively discourage racing of such. So, uh, as it's autocross style, what would happen is if you have two cars on the track at the same time and one is slower, uh, they would blue flag them and they've got to go into one of the uh, blue flag zones, so basically physically getting off the track, letting the faster car by, and then they can carry on with the course. Mm -hmm. um, now, the other 40% of the points uh, come from static events. Uh, these consist of three main things. So you've got your kind of costs uh, presentation, so this is where um, the designers of each university will go and speak with uh, judges. Uh, the judges, by the way, come from a variety of uh, different engineering backgrounds, uh, with experiences ranging from, say, uh, automotive, motorsport, uh, the aeronautical side of things. We actually have some judges in, uh, believe it or not, the finance industry, IT industry, uh, and other STEM areas as well to do with uh, science. Hmm. Uh, and they come into, so essentially this part of the contest is to now justify the cost of the car, so was it built uh, cost efficiently? There's another contest to do with the design, so uh, was there any uh, ingenious inventions on the car which uh, they should be scored highly for, or was it literally they built a car from off-the-shelf products and then just bought some uh, bolts from the nearest Halfords and put it all together? Uh, and then I mean, last but not least, there's also... <laughs> for cost efficiency, Sorry, that, that, for cost efficiency, that must be quite good for Halfords. <laughs> Well, yes, uh, from that point of view, uh, yes, it's always so much better to buy off the shelf rather than doing it in-house from a cost point of view. But uh, thankfully, the design, you do win more points for that than you do for the cost for, for that reason, to try and encourage uh, uh, ingenious inventions. And believe me, over the years, there's been some wonderful inventions here. Uh, I remember seeing a Dutch university coming with uh, their, own, their own design of tyre and brakes and the reason they had to design the whole thing was because the motor was inside of the wheel rather than in the engine bay. So uh, that way they, they had four-wheel drive. Was that, that was Delft? very ingenious. That was Delft, yes. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then last but not least, uh, there's also a business presentation uh, which they have to do. Uh, now, this was something which I was actually judging uh, this year and again in 2018. Uh, the best way of describing this one, it's like Dragon's Den. <laughs> so uh, the judges have to come in. Uh, they are essentially a couple of entrepreneurs and uh, the university students have to come in and present their business case uh, to the judges to justify why they believe they could turn their uh, prototype product, which was here at Formula Student, into um, a kind of product which could be sold and obviously for profit and turn into a big business venture around the world. Uh, now these can be very fun because uh, it's role play and uh, for me it's great because I get to pretend that I'm a million in there with money to chuck away at people for, 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 for a few days. But uh, the, the kind of imagination that you see come from uh, the students as well is phenomenal uh, because, uh, I mean, you obviously you get some people who are 
big into their racing, so they come and talk about how they want to create their own racing series. Mm -hmm. That's always very nice to hear, but unfortunately a lot of uh, teams do that, so it does get a bit repetitive to see that, uh, always on and on and on and on. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago we had one university come in uh, saying that actually the car was going to be nothing more than a test mule. Because what would happen was the venue where they were driving it was in this giant uh, car park, which was literally one mile square large. Wow. You would you would put a virtual reality headset on, and what you were seeing through the VR rig was what you were racing in. So you could be racing the car in Mars, inside a supermarket, or anything like that. But because you're actually driving the car in real life, you're getting all the physical sensation of driving the car whilst in this virtual reality. That sounds it's incredibly cool. dangerous. It does, but uh, they also justified the safety implications of it because, uh, for example, if there was a, let's say, a bump in the road, they would 3D model that bump in the virtual world as well, so you would still get the realistic things of it. Yeah, but I'm, thinking, um, I'm thinking, you know, the car park won't go on forever. Well, that's why why you put the collision point. So if ah. you see in the virtual world there that there's a uh, a wall at the end of. <laughs> Mars, so I don't know. Don't go, don't go to the <laughs> Something wall. like that. Yeah, don't go through that wall because, yeah. unlike in a game, you can't go through it. You're just going to bounce off the wall like you would in real life. Wow. So, um, yes, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> the imagination you get from some people is amazing. Now, the most important thing as well to say about Formula Students is this is an international event. So they go to about, I don't know, 12, 14 different venues uh, around the world to do this. So obviously, Formula Students is um, the UK's version. They race this at Silverstone. Normally, it's all... normally the week after the British Grand Prix. Yes, normally the week straight after the British Grand Prix as well. So uh, for the students, it's great because, uh, well, certainly 10 years ago, uh, F1 teams would used to do their uh, testing, their young drivers' test, the week after the British Grand Prix. And uh, as we were setting up for Formula Student, we get to go and watch Button and Magnussen and uh, Perez and all that lot go and do their uh, testing mm -hmm. uh, against uh, the young drivers as well. So it was a cool experience. Um, other venues around the world, you know, they go to Michigan in America, they go to the Red Bull Ring for the Austrian round, Hockenheim for Germany, um, Cadler Park, I think it is, for Australia. Uh, it truly is an international event, and particularly for the big European events, the British one and the German ones, uh, you get the universities from not just Europe, you get the American ones coming over, you get the Australian ones coming over as well. They, they want to get themselves recognised uh, to the world as well so it really is a competitive event and you normally get I believe let's have a quick look so last year we had uh, 105 universities take part it's quite a few so, so it's quite a few cars uh, over the four days uh, and honestly it is a wonderful event uh, to compete in it's a wonderful event to be part of because um, from a student's point of view you you've got an opportunity to put your theoretical knowledge over the last three years into practice. Uh, obviously a lot of people love cars and engineering from that point of view so you, you get to bounce and uh, network with other universities, you've got professionals there as the judges, it's heavily sponsored by uh, lots of STEM companies so uh, like at uh, last year's event at Silverstone you had Jaguar Land Rover there, you had Thatcham Research there uh, Lockheed Martin, all the kind of big, big names were there. They were doing their bits of scout hunting to see uh, what people are able to design something good. They want them as part of their team as well. So it's quite competitive. It's really a wonderful event. And most importantly, it's a great experience for all the students to learn and uh, get them into the uh, 
uh, how do you put it, to make them prepared for the real world industry. Yeah. And I certainly know that in the motorsport industry now that uh, having Formula students on your CV Massive. is a huge plus now. It, it, it's almost a basic requirement now. Never mind the degree and the masters in uh, your engineering. If you haven't done Formula student, you haven't got the motorsport experience that they're looking for. They're not interested. So mm -hmm. that's how uh, recognised this competition is now. Talking about the uh, sort of big name companies that watch and also sometimes sponsor this event, um, I remember especially when I was at, when we were at university that uh, teams do, do sometimes have little technical tie-ups with uh, even big name F1 teams, for example. Um, yes, you know it's uh, it's it's always an interesting uh, trade-off between the especially when you, when you're looking for cost effectiveness when you have some teams reportedly or believedly having uh, carbon fiber coming out of uh, out of Williams, for example. Um, <laughs> no, no that's, uh, that's a very good point, and I, I should have mentioned that one uh, at the very beginning. That's a very good point, actually, Sean. Yeah, we're talking about students trying to design, build, and race a race car here. Now, where does the money actually come from? Magic. Uh, I, well, I, I can guarantee you it's definitely not coming from the universities, which is <laughs> a shame given that we paid £9,000 a year for that uh, privilege, but that's another matter. Um, the students have to go out and find this money themselves. So that's kind of part of the design process at the beginning is trying to identify what their budget is. So the harder you push and see what, what uh, sponsors you, you can get, then essentially the more play you have. Um, particularly in the British universities, it's a lot less... It's funny, actually, because you could almost compare it to, say, the 60s of F1, how you, you had the garagists, as they were known as, all the little British teams who could arguably design a better car but didn't have the money to develop it, kind yeah. of like what Lotus and BRM did. And then you have all the big uh, European teams which were backed by a big manufacturer who had lots of money to chuck at it. So, I mean, you, you look at the German and the Dutch universities and they've got huge checks being uh, thrown at them by uh, Bosch, by Mercedes, uh, BMW, Red Bull, etc., etc. Like, right, here's let's money, that, go crazy. Let's just In, say that Moderna... It's, yeah. a good, it's a good place to be if you need some, some money from an automotive manufacturer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, then in the UK, what you find most normally now is the norm there is the students go out, they kind of build up relationships with other companies. Certainly was the case for University of Hertfordshire, where um, uh, it wasn't per se cash that they were given as their sponsor. It was They, they would build up relationships with mm. um, sponsors so it was kind of like a, an exchange of service. So I think Hertfordshire's title sponsor, you'll always see them on their rear wing every year, was Loctite. Loctite. And Loctite would just give them all these supplies of uh, adhesives and stuff like that. Um, I remember P-Cubed was another one, and they would give us lots of business development information. that uh, They helped uh, teach us about um, Kanban. So uh, we or could get like a good <laughs> Not get no, not gangbang. Uh, Kanban. So uh, how to get like a manufacturing process going on? You know, you know, the, as much, as nice as cash is, this kind of stuff is gold dust. Can I just because say it, you're picking with, up a service? Can I just uh, say sorry, with, with yeah, Loctite, I really actually enjoyed their presentation they gave about yes. all, about all the different uh, glues and what they were actually actually used for. I thought it was really cool. Everyone else didn't, but I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I thought it was really fascinating because uh, you actually learned that glue wasn't just glue. And yeah, super glue depending is not on the, the same materials you want. It... <laughs> exactly. It's um, it it was a good chemistry lesson actually because you could appreciate how adhesives react to different materials and actually how one glue doesn't just work for all. 
Um, you see another university, well, in the UK now, as you pointed out before, so uh, Bath, they've got BP and uh, Williams plastered all over their cars uh, because uh, they built up a partnership with uh, Williams F1. Uh, they get a lot of their carbon fiber uh, built with them as well now. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it really is a wonderful opportunity for the students to not only understand, as I say, to put their theory into practice, it's about building up the networking uh, connections in the STEM industries, which is essentially what they're going to be going into as well. Uh, and it's a good way of everyone being able to support each other because they're building up a good rapport with hopefully their future employees. The employees are supporting the future generation of engineering and whether people like that or not, you need engineers in every uh, aspect of life because otherwise nothing would get built. I yeah. appreciate you, you need from a teamwork point of view, you need your business guys, you need the artists, you need everyone together. But this is one of those competitions which really does support and recognize the efforts of the engineers and gives them that boost to get them uh, in their career path going perfectly. Now, before we get on to the 2020 event in particular, um, one of the other major parts of former student is the uh, the inter-university rivalries. Um, so, especially in the UK, let's say. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, University of Hertfordshire, when we were joining, uh, it was considered to be one of the best. Um, but also one of the most frugal. Let's let's be uh, political about this. Uh, <laughs> they um, they they tended to do a lot with very little, relatively relative to other uh, bigger universities in 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 terms of their budgets. Um, however, uh, we had at the universities of uh, Oxford Brooks was was our major one, uh, Bath as well, um, and essentially that's always that's always a good little talking point between those those uh, that little triage. For hmm. how they all they all do for, uh, for one another. So, um, you know, Oxford Brooks, amazing, but definitely have uh, come a long way since we started university, and uh, I think we are now probably the most successful uh, UK-based university at the moment. But um, I remember when I went to form a student on year three, I think their car caught fire on the endurance event, which and there's there's a collective oh from Oxford and, and yeah <laughs> <laughs> from the Harvard cheer guys. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, yeah I, <laughs> it's um, yeah. I, I think I think you get this with uh, in form all forms of competition. That there's always going to be a, it's a, a kind of intro. It's not it's not bitter. It's not like yeah. football fans, for example. What what what's the correct? Yeah, no, it's definitely not like football at all. Yeah, in all forms of competitions, you you, you definitely get um, rivalries. I say that with inverted uh, commas. Uh, frenemy. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. You, you definitely get frenemies. Um, I've actually been quite happy to, to see particularly over the, the last few years actually Hertfordshire, Bath and uh, Brooks uh, do get along quite well with each other uh, I remember a couple of years ago there, there was a case where uh, one of the team's uh, engines had died and uh, Brooks were very kind to uh, actually lend out parts of their um, some of their spare tools and parts uh, so an engine could be rebuilt so uh, why should we call them our chief rivals or rather Hertfordshire calls them their chief rivals mm. Uh, they also wouldn't want to see them not in the competition as well. So it is, as you say, a very, very healthy rivalry, yeah, which is a great thing to see, actually. End of the, um, end but, of the day, if if one if your uh, if your rivals are pushing each other, it pushes you to do better as well. So that's uh, ab- get- oh, ab- absolutely. That, that, that's the whole uh, sense of competition. You you need someone to kind of look to and kind of motivate yourself. All right, we're going to beat them this time. So yeah. if you know that's what the best car is doing, then you want to outdo them of course also, that's part of competition before, before we get into the results i'm going to shout out my local university university of surrey mm-hmm. <laughs> just just because anyway <laughs> um anyway 
I just wanted to add in uh, one last thing, uh, though, Sean. Um, yes, historically, uh, Bath, Brooks, and Hertfordshire, uh, as I say, historically, are the three most successful uh, teams, uh, British teams, shall we say, in the former yeah. students' uh, contest. <laughs> very we do, very uh, big I, definition there, British teams. Not, the yes. world, not on the world stage. <laughs> Different story. <laughs> No, 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 no. Can we just say Delft? We all wish we were there. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, But I I did, I I did want to just give a shout out to Cardiff University actually, because they were actually the first British university to win FSUK. Yeah. So um, even after this twenty-year historical battle, if you may, of the big three. Cardiff turned up and won it. So uh, (laughs) fair play to you, buggers. (laughs) Right then, let's talk about FS twenty twenty. Yeah, sure. So FS2020 was a uh, very different, uh, for the same reason probably as everything else has been screwed over this year, COVID. So uh, for some reason, uh, we couldn't have uh, everyone turn up to race circuit. Everyone around the world couldn't turn up to race circuit and go and do their usual competitions because uh, we've got to keep a social distance. Mm-hmm. And when you've got about uh, 20,000 students all packed into a paddock, that's not really going to work too well. So normally, normally so, we have uh, the pit garages, the Silverstone, um, and obviously you'd have, say, maybe eight teams per garage sort of sectioned off. Yes. And that's obviously less... Um, it's less, just not going to work. It's less advisable. Year. We'll yeah, it's it, it just absolutely not going to work this year with the, all the social restrictions in place. Yeah. So um, what we have seen happening around the world is FSU, uh, former student was just cancelled in different rounds. Big shout out here to the IMEC-E, Institute of Mechanical Engineers, because uh, they not only persevered with making sure FSUK happened, they painstakingly converted it all into an online contest instead, which... Um, was amazing to be a part of because I was there as a judge, but uh, the effort that that was put in by the whole team to make this happen, it re- really was something to behold because um, all the static events, so instead of doing the design, the cost, and the uh, business presentations uh, live, if you may, it was all done now through um, Microsoft Teams meetings instead, so you'd have like a virtual uh, classrooms instead, where you'd have a couple of judges in each of these virtual classrooms, and then uh, every half an hour, another university would log into it and present uh, their uh, case to the judges. And so uh, that part of the contest was largely unaffected because you could just about get away with that. You mm. can still speak uh, over Teams. The dynamic side of things, though, that was interesting to see how this happened because um, how can you race a car if it's not there? Um, the short answer was. They did it. They, uh, the universities did a two-part thing here. So they did as much as they could of the formula student aspect, where um, they used Assetto Corsa. <laughs> they designed the track, the FSUK uh, layout, on Assetto Corsa and got all the teams that wanted to take part to submit their performance details of their uh, formula student car. From there, they went and uh, did the sprint events using their, uh, inverted commas, Formula Student car on the track so they could complete the sprint and the endurance part going on there. Um, so uh, huge kudos to them. I believe University of Huddersfield had a lot to do with the setup of that as well. So a big thank you to you guys because that really was impressive to see the FSUK track come to life, uh, or r- rather virtually come to life. So th- that was amazing. And then what happened on the Sunday was, uh, obviously, that was about as far as they could go. So they changed it into a virtual 
a competition instead where they had a variety of real world tracks, a variety of uh, real world cars, and uh, they turned it into an actual racing event instead so that they had one one contest using the Bentley Continental GT cars, then another one using old Lotus 49s, another one with the Mini Cooper uh, Cup cars, uh, and they started just going around the, the different tracks in the UK. So it was like a process of an elimination. So you had the final eight, and then you had the grand final there, and then uh, they declared the winner of the Dynamics event from there, and then they included all the other points from all the other competitions, which had so still happened over the last three days, to calculate who the overall winner was. How can you have the Dynamics test of the cars if you're not using the cars? So... It's the physics. So when you create a game, that there's two parts to it. You have the 3D model. Ah, and, uh, right. Have they used, uh, have they used you, the other You also have uh, the, the. Yes. Right. Got so, you. so it was. So, so it was. So for what they did on Sunday, they were just using normal cars. But when it actually came to the Formula Student cars that they were driving around FSUK, it was they just had like a bog standard 3D model of the car. Yep. And I believe they changed the parameters of the, the physics model to replicate the performance of what the car was like. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's actually one of my most uh, favorite things about simulation, really, because uh, you could get a model of uh, a double-decker bus and give it Formula One <laughs> physics properties, and uh, it, it really is a mind duck, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, or you can just watch racing trucks full stop, but, um, <laughs> but no, that, yes. that, that makes much more sense. So, so go on this, Monty, what was the story in Balamori? was the story in Balamori. Well, the big story of it all was Hertfordshire won. Yay! Hooray! So um, they won the contest overall. They honestly did a wonderful job all the way through the, uh, uh, like, literally every single uh, contest they had done. Uh, they'd either come first, second, or third in everything. Apart from the business presentation, they came a little bit lower on that, but personally I'm relieved with that because uh, being a judge there and also being an alumni of Hertfordshire, I was worried in case some people may uh, go and complain and say, oh, hey, hey, favouritism going on here. So no one can accuse me of favouritism when uh, that was their worst position out of a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> the whole contest, but no, uh, thoroughly um, well done by them. Cardiff were up there as well in second. Oxford Brooks as well, uh, I believe they came in third. Sorry though, you may have laughed at them. They came fourth My in boys. the uh, dynamic event, so uh, they, they did good there. Um, and also a shout out on the static events as well, because we had some wonderful presentations from Hong Kong University um, uh, and the Indian Institute of Technology for Bombay. They actually did a really, really good job there as well. So I was really pleased to see that uh, even with COVID restricting the travel, the fact that we were able to make a lot of it online, mm -hmm. that so many universities from around the world, from different continents, were still able to take part. Nice. So, go on then, Monty. Which cars look the best? That's what matters to everyone. Which cars look the best? <laughs> um, that's, the, that's the problem here, Sean, because... Um, the universities got closed in April. Not many universities were actually able to finish building their what? cars. Cars not so finished I by know. April? What? <laughs> I know. That's how that, <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> never happens at all. For, for, okay, for so, reference, so, so, that so, happened so, to us. <laughs> so, yeah. I was going to say, for, yeah. for reference here, guys, it, it, it's a very common story. E even though if a car has, even if a team has something ready by April, May to show uh, to the public and to their sponsors, the reality is that the, the 
car is never truly finished being built until the day before the contest because you're always tweaking something with it. You're always trying something new on it. It's just always about the development. So it's always funny. A, the, it gets to February the, the, and we get it told off for the car not being ready. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's a kind of a long-running joke there. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the sooner you can get a prototype built, the sooner you can go and get it tested. Exactly. That's always uh, that's always a great thing for everyone there. But, but uh, uh, I, I think that you, you get this in all forms of motorsport. The car that you see being launched is not the car that you're going to see, no. uh, particularly in F1, in the first round. So you have no idea. What they're basically doing is releasing the paint job to you. So... Uh, that, that's always good to see there. But, uh, yeah, because of the universities being shut, not a lot of uh, universities were actually able to finish building the cars to um, a drivable standard, uh, which was a, a real shame because the CAD images, which I'd seen of them all, really did look nice. And, unsurprisingly, Hertfordshire, Bath, and uh, Brooks, they did look the most prepared out of all the uh, CADs there. So um, I, I, I could be a bit biased there, given that they are historically the big three. But, you know, they've kind of been doing this contest for 20 years now, so you kind of expect that they should know how to get it done by then. For the new universities, this is no disregard to you guys, because I still think the efforts that you uh, other universities have done really is stonking. But it's like with everything, isn't it? You can see one who's in maybe their third or fourth year of a contest and one who's been in for 20 years. Have Portsmouth um, actually got front wings yet? Uh... <laughs> Next subject. Uh... Next subject. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Re- I, I. I honestly can't remember. I think they did. I, I think they did. They, thought, uh, they, thought I, they, I can't they finally got coming to the twenty first century. <laughs> but but yeah. So no. Honestly, former students. For anyone who wants, actually, anyone who's studying and wants to learn more about how a car works, how a racing team works, and you are thinking of going down this route. I strongly encourage you to get into Formula Student because it's a wonderful thing to have in your CV. It's a wonderful experience. As I say, you're putting the, pra- uh, the theory into practice now. Uh, and the, the networking opportunities, just, just the whole process of it all. You're actually appreciating how to build the car from your designs. You're appreciating how to source the funds to build your car. Yeah. Sometimes there's that challenge of, oh, actually, we can't build this car now because we don't have enough money. Let's go back and redesign the blooming thing. Uh, and also just the whole team element of it. It, it is very stressful. Don't get me wrong. There were, there were times where I wanted to rip people's heads off, and I'm <laughs> sure there were many times where people wanted to rip my head off, uh, which wouldn't surprise me at all because I can be controversial. No comment. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, I wouldn't change the experience in the world. Honestly, I think one of my happiest memories was uh, August 25th. Actually, it was this time five years ago. We just finished uh, Formula Student Germany, and uh, Hertfordshire comes sixth out of 95 cars. And uh, to date, that is still one of my best achievements, happiest achievements mm-hmm. in life. We should say as well, for the um, for those at university, you don't necessarily need to be doing an engineering or a motorsport degree to be an active and very valuable part of the FS team in some cases. Uh, if, if you're doing a business degree, for example, you can be invaluable to helping the, uh, the, uh, the what's the word? To help helping the product case for the for the car and that sort of thing. No, um, yeah, no, that, that's a very good point actually because it, it gives people it, that relevant experience as well as what you're going to come up in between different uh, industries as well. I mean, granted, engineers they're probably going to be able to build the car very well, hmm. but I've also seen uh, having done the judging a couple of weeks ago, you could see when uh, the business presentation was being presented by engineers. 
and when the business presentation was being presented by someone who's got, um, let's say, more of an open mind or can see the business dynamics to it yeah. as well. Um, you know, telling someone you've got the best design in the world, that's not going to sell you the car. <laughs> that's not going to sell the product. I mean, it, it used to. You, you need someone who's good at, <laughs> well, I mean, it used to once upon a time, but it doesn't work now. You need someone who's good at the marketing. You need someone who's able to justify that, actually, I don't care if this is the best thing in the world. We can sell 150 of these for profit, and this is how we're going to do it. Yep. Because you need a bit of everyone's knowledge to make the team work. Anyone, do, have, anyone doing graphic design? Definitely necessary for sort of the uh, the presentation, the advertising stuff. Very helpful. Absolutely, it, absolutely. The, the Anyone who's doing photography? Thing, right? Yes, absolutely. No, media was always overlooked as well. And uh, for me, students, I found yep. which was a crying shame because at the end of nine, ten months of slaving away building this car, you want hmm. something to remember it by, not a grainy picture on your phone. Yeah. So if someone can get some actual high quality video footage of it uh, driving. Um, gosh, no, the, the, the media team we had when I was at uni was, they were really on it as well, because, I mean, for the launch of it, we got Jackie Oliver in to, mm. as our guests of honour for the launch of it. So when you can get big names and stuff like that in, it's good publicity. Yeah. And also it ultimately helps with keeping the sponsors happy and building up that side of the relation as well. It, it really is a business. And as you said, Monty, because it's not necessarily an environment which um, other people outside of engineering and motorsport would be accustomed to it's mm -hmm. good for their diversity in the in their field because obviously you, very rarely this is a shocker to oh, some yeah. people um when you leave university you're not necessarily going to get the job that you you thought you would um so it's so it's so it's <laughs> disclaimer uh, yeah so it's um definitely the case that uh a wider experience of the world is always um preferable to a very corridored um ideology which which some people so basically don't be afraid don't be afraid to if you think you can help, put your, ha your hand up and go to your university team. Put your case forward. See see what you can do. You know, most. I mean, no no one's going to be upset that you've uh, rec what's the reached word? out. Yeah, exactly. P people are the one thing that universities have, um, and especially former student teams haven't got is time. So mm. the the more the more of that they can get through people outside of their their normal biosphere, as it were, the better. So. There you go. And that, that's probably that's probably a very good point as well. I, I'm not sure what it's like for other universities, but certainly at Hertfordshire, it was extracurricular. This yeah. we were doing all in our spare time. So we were doing our degree and then this in our spare time. So it really was intensive, and any volunteers we could get who were willing to help, um, it, it really was appreciated. Hundred percent. That's what what adds to the, to the team element of it. Indeed. Right. Um, what else should we talk about? Obviously, you, can't, you couldn't hear the real car, so you couldn't hear Modena with their the best, still the best sounding car I've ever heard in my life. Yes, uh, when I was at FS six, two thousand sixteen, I think. Yes, that right. would have been it. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah that, that I mean, so obviously we're just going to give them the award by default for the best sounding car. Um, <laughs> it, I don't. Were they even there, Modena? Uh, I don't recall seeing them here the, uh, this year. No, I don't no they were Modena not. Were there. No, so, they were not. So no. They, they win even though they weren't there. They've done well. Right then, so, yeah, well yes, so let's talk. I mean, what else is there to talk about? I mean, the, the results of basically combined tests. We have sort of the big the bigger names, Brooks, Surrey, Hertfordshire. They all sort of took in turns to get the big scores out and yeah it was it's looking at the actual end results it's pretty close especially on the uh oh, gosh, the, yeah. di the dynamics that's that's really close 
Yeah, no, it was very, very close in the end. It was very well balanced. It was a very uh, closely fought contest this year. And um, quite honestly, I was just very happy to see a contest happen at all. Yeah, 100%. Uh, given that other, uh, given that uh, other countries have just bailed out this year. So to come up with something, as, as I say, a big shout-out to the IMEC-E for coming up with this because it really was a wonderful concept, a unique concept, uh, one which I was really great to be a part of. And I really hope that come next year we can all go back to Silverstone and yeah. uh, and lose. Carry on. Not, <laughs> not lose, not lose at all. No, I actually hope to be back at Silverstone next year to actually be a judge again. And I tell you what, we've definitely learned to judges have definitely learned a lot of things from doing it online as well. So there's potential to make more use of the technology. I would mm. say going forward uh, to help keep Formula students relevant. relevant. Keep it relevant. Keep it modern. I yeah. like. I like how University of Bath had two cars. I've just seen. So, so did Hertfordshire. Oh, did we? Yeah, they had electric entry and a uh, class two entry. I believe the other one was. So, ah, but that's that's not the same. Ah, well, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there were a couple of universities that had uh, done some twin entries in, so it's quite nice to see that as well. In the years gone by, guys, uh, some universities used to do uh, double entries. Uh, for, say two different types of combustion so you'd have an electric car and a petrol car uh, Hertfordshire in the past have done uh, hydrogen powered cars mm. uh, there's also a new contest this year uh, which is also in the German round uh, it's his AI Formula AI so it's uh, an automated car which is now being driven around so uh, I was really looking forward to seeing those on the track so uh, even more <laughs> excited now next year to see how those get on around the track yes that would that, be um interesting from a safe distance uh, <laughs> <laughs> right any Monty, any more sort of closing thoughts on fs and fs20 20, 20. Uh, on fs20 no i think that's all I, I can say for that one just again a big thank you to everyone there for, for taking part and making it happen because it really was enjoyable to be a part of and i really hope that the students have learned something uh, from this experience as well ultimately that's what this uh, whole experience of what formula students the concept is for it's for the students it's to give them the experience um, it's been going strong now for 20 years, and it's amazing to see, even with the COVID pandemic shutting down everything, it can keep going. What you said, 100%. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now I think the main thing is, uh, ha ha, Bath, you lost. <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks, you what? Half a shift for the win. Oh. Woo! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's, sure. that's gonna do it this is how this is how you start new rivalries. This is how you start new rivalries again. We've left the university. Let them deal with this cat yeah. now. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Where are you now? Where are you now? Oh, God. <laughs> Hashtag Selby Auto. <laughs> right then, that's going to do it for this episode of Selby Chronicles. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for Monty for joining me. And uh, oh, Thank you, thank you. And um, yeah, that's that's it really. We shall see you all, well I'm sure we'll next next year when you do it again we can, I don't know, we might, might even go there to have, have a watch, who knows. Do a video blog, do a video blog next year. I genuinely could, but apart from the fact I got completely sunburned the last time I went, I came back as a lobster. Oh. Well, put I, some sun cream I did on. put bloody sun cream on. That's the problem. Then eat some meat, then you vegetarian. <laughs> Give your skin some uh, a chance to bolster up. Sure, sure. That's going to do it for this episode of Stereo Chronicles. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you want any more information, I'm sure we'll put some links on the uh, on the web page. Uh, give everyone a follow at University of Hertfordshire and Stereo Automotive and that sort of thing. Um, that'll do. Right. See you later. Take care and goodbye. Bye.